Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, today we're talking about Parkinson's disease, and tonight we're going to talk about it, plus we have a webinar tomorrow, and I'll, have, I'll post the details of that later. But now please do what you can to subscribe to the Dr. BVIP site if you can help us out, uh, because I mean the censorship is getting thick. Um, and also, it, I had a great time at Extreme Health Academy. We did a two-hour, 15-minute seminar. It would have been two and a half hours, but my Internet just crapped out. I uh, don't, don't think it was the government yet, but I think it was just a funky Internet. Now, some of the things, we're going to be talking a lot about Parkinson's, but there's a lot of things that you can't talk about on social media, and this is with our government's con- uh, collusion. Like, um, if you were to say vitamin C and disease or vitamin D3, Dr. McCola just had to wipe out a lot of things that he talked about, how vitamin D is actually beneficial to prevent cancers and certain other things. The vax reactions we can't talk about. Um, and, and see how I'm wording this? We can't talk about the vaccine reactions because the spike protein actually um, has a similar effect as prion formation and this is the COVID vax, and this can lead to certain neurologic damage. We can't talk about that or give details here. We're not going to talk about bodily autonomy, um, how to get your rights back, freedom of assembly, speech, religion, right to work, whether someone's going to force you to get masks, all of that stuff we can't talk about. Um, So just know that we've got today Parkinson's and tomorrow uh, Parkinson's on steroids. Uh, where we can talk about all those things. Now, Parkinson's. According to the Parkinson's Disease Foundation, uh, it involves a malfunction and death of nerve cells in the brain called neurons. Now, um, you know, it's a primary motor disorder, tremoring of the shaking, slow movement, rigidity, postural instability. Um, And we're looking at one in a million Americans live with Parkinson's. Now, this number is going up exponentially. Um, Why? We can't really talk about that here, but it is neurotoxins in the system, leaky gut. Yes, there is a gut-brain connection. Now, according to the Parkinson's Disease Foundation, there um, uh, there is no known cause for Parkinson's and the treatment options there's no cure they say of course because they're looking for a drug option and there's um, treatment options such as medication and surgery to manage symptoms I mean crazy you wouldn't bring your car to a mechanic that doesn't end so we're going to review the medical treatments for Parkinson's of course prescription meds over-the-counter meds surgical treatment and um, experimental drugs now, the most common medications used to treat are levodopa, um, uh, carobidopa, dopamine antagonist, anticholinergenics, MEO inhibitors, um, and COMT inhibitors. Now, we, the weird thing is the drugs that they use to treat this um, lessen the symptoms, but they actually build up a toxic effect in the body and worsen the symptoms. I know, you temporarily alleviate the symptoms, but making the symptoms worse in the long run. Um, Cinemet, side effects are shaking, uncontrollably twitching, movements, you're looking at ill-feeling. 
same thing as the dopamine antagonist, anticholinergenics, which these things are dangerous. They cause massive, massive changes in the brain function, confusion, hallucinization, um, the side effects of the MEO inhibitors. Uh, again, you're looking at twitching muscle movement. So, and, and this is really similar with most drugs. Um, they treat um, their, the, the drugs that they give for the condition cause the condition. This is why muscle relaxants, the side effect is muscle spasms. This is why anxiety medications um, cause suicide and suicidal thoughts. Um, it's, it's crazy when you think that osteoporosis medications increase fractures. I, I know. Now, let's look at the surgery options for this. Deep brain stimulation. Now, uh, the insert electrodes into targeted areas of the brain and play it like a pacemaker to generate an electric impulse. Now, what are the side effects of this? Um, abnormal movement, dyskinesia, seizures, confusion, cognitive decline, speech difficulties. Yeah, the same thing it's designed to treat. And I've been doing this for over 20 years, and I have never seen a brain stimulator work, ever. Now, the cause... If you know that, 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 according to the Parkinson's Disease Foundation, um, they're saying that Parkinson's is primarily a disease that the neurons in the area that produce um, dopamine, and that's called substantia nigra. Now, the, some of the dying neurons produce dopamine, and this sends a chemical that sends messages to part of the brain that controls movement and coordination. Now, um, substantia nigra, and this is called, well, neuromelanin. It's literally dop dopaminergenic uh, neurons, neurons that produce dopamine. Now, there's two parts of it. Um, one is the output, okay, and this supplies the stratum with dopamine. And the other is input signals from the basal ganglia to other brain st structures. So, so it's really the overall structure and function of the brain. Now, substantia nigra is located at the bottom, close to the pons, and, that, and that's part of the brain stem. Now, so it, there actually is a structure. Now, when we know that most of the time, and we're talking 9 out of 10 Parkinson's patients had an incident of trauma before the onset, okay, we know that all of this is located right at the base of the brain. And the, and the base of the brain um, literally goes out through the foramen magnum or the big hole into the top of the neck. And this is where the um, medulla oblongata is. And that, that supports the top of that brain stem is literally where substantia nigra is, is uh, produced or, or where the substantia nigra is where dopamine is produced. <clears throat> so what we see in consistent, consistent um, responses is that people that have Parkinson's have loss of curve in the neck and forward head carriage. Loss of curve in the neck and forward head carriage. I mean, it, it's, it's just universal. So with that pressure of, of the brain stem being pulled, it can alter dopamine production. So restoring the curve is an absolute excellent idea. 
<clears throat> so it's vital. If you know anyone that's got Parkinson's, they've got to get um, stress x-rays of the neck and mid-back area and low back, only because it's super important to make sure that the structure is, is functioning correctly. But also, if the head's forward, it's literally pulling on the brain stem. And that's going to alter, um, or it's going to cause stress, but it's also going to limit um, the cerebral fluid flow because you have a fluid produced inside of the brain uh, called CSF, or cerebral spinal fluid. And if you have loss of curve in the neck, that puts a back of, of pressure. So it's not just the forward head carriage, it's lack of nutrient flow from the brain to the spinal cord. Um, and you'll see forward head posture is super, super common. Um, and what, what you have to do is restore the curve in the neck. <clears throat> and then tons of research. One of them out of the Journal of Manipulative and Physiologic Therapeutics talked about how upper cervical chiropractic care um, aided by cervical radiographs and thermal imaging um, had successful outcomes for patients with Parkinson's. Uh, even the annals of vertebral subluxation research uh, talked about chiropractic biophysics has reduced symptomatology in Parkinson's patients and spooning um, spinal mobility. Uh, but you're going to see they're treating both the kinesiopathophysiology, and there's the movement problem and the muscle problem, uh, by addressing the vertebral subluxation complex uh, allows the, the ability, given the neurologic state of the patient, it allows the system to function more correctly. Now, um, this was, an, again, great article on chiropractic and Parkinson's, because what are you doing? That shaking, the movement, the consistent movement, is the body is trying to generate dopamine. It's literally trying to adapt to this, the chronic stressors. Now, there's, it's, there's a couple of explanations for why chiropractic care is effective. Um, one, okay, is it changes sensory input into the brain and the spinal cord. And this can occur, occur following the spinal injury. Um, but also, we're changing the mechanoreceptors, sensors along the spine, to communicate to the brain. And that is hugely important. And now, there's also the cerebral penumbra. Now, this is hyperafferentation. Afferentation is sensory input into the brain. Now, this is a sympathetic vasomotor center through the central nervous system. So it's the fight-or-flight vasomotor system that can lead to, well, ischemia. It's like, it's like lack of oxygen to neurons in the brain. <clears throat> Now, removal of this nervous system facilitation, and this is restoring the curve, changing the influence into the brain, um, it, it restores the blood flow to these neurons that when they get in a hypoxic state or low oxygen state um, in the substantia nigra, it, it re, they go into hibernation. You restore the sensory input and you restore the nervous system supply then it allows them to resume their role in dopamine production, thus pre reducing the Parkinson's disease and symptoms. Now, exercise also is hugely important. This is neurogenesis and adaptogenesis. 
Now, exercise limits the alterations in dopamine neurons in the substantia nigra. It's fantastic, but also just symmetrical movement will help with memory and cognitive functions. And exercise actually helps. Remember that little three-pound brain of yours burns 90% of the body's oxygen. So getting the curve restored, restoring oxygen and, and movement is going to be the key. But also, we've got to look at the gut-brain connection. This is massively important. Just as important as the structural component, the head being forward and um, pulling pressure on the brain stem, limiting that cerebral spinal fluid flow, the microbiome, the gut area. Now, this is out of the journal called Cell. Um, quote, the intestinal microbiota influence neurodevelopment and modulate behavior and co contribute to neurologic disorders. So this means the gut flora. So any antibiotics, any anything that damages the gut flora is not good for you. Now, alterations in the human microbiome represent a risk factor for Parkinson's disease. Uh, here's an article out of Pharmacological and Therapeutics. The interaction between host and gut microbiome is a complex relationship that proved critical in treating not various gut disorders like IBS, um, but central nervous system disorders such as Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. So obviously the gut flora is hugely important, hugely important. This is why tons of data on ketogenic diets and Parkinson's. And this is, it has a neuroprotective uh, for the neurodegenerative uh, diseases such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, Lou Gehrig's disease. And uh, this journal, the Journal of Molecular and Neuroscience, quote, we conclude that a ketogenic diet was neuroprotective and anti-inflammatory against neurotoxicities. What's the single most important nutrient for the brain? Fish oil. And, but it's got to be small fish, sardines, mackerels, anchovies, fantastically important. Now, also, coenzyme Q. We've got to get the nutrients in the brain. But now, nutrients do not work if you've got a structural problem. If you've got a structural problem and no healthy nutrients, you're still not going to work. So coenzyme Q, um, and this is one of the things that's depleted if you're taking cholesterol medications, um, as well, according to the Journal of Neurochemistry, quote, promising therapeutic strategy for treating Parkinson's disease. Um, so coenzyme Q, hugely important. So what kind of foods? Again, we've got the herring, mackerel, sardines, broccoli, cauliflower. Um, but also we've got to look at B6 or the B vitamins. And again, this is out of the Journal of Neurology. But dietary, here's the conclusion, quote, dietary vitamin B6 may decrease the risk of Parkinson's disease, probably through mechanisms unrelated to homocysteine properties. So B6, okay, is hugely important. In fact, all the B vitamins are. But B6 um, is literally um, affects the nervous system. Now, here's the weird thing, because the drugs they use to give you this, the, the uh, carbidopa, depletes the vitamin B6. In fact, um, everything that they use, um, the MEO inhibitors, the COMT inhibitors, uh, Cinemet, uh, carbidopa, 
all the drugs they use to treat deplete the body of vitamin B6. And B6 is essential for proper neurotransmission and function and production. Uh, now, I encourage you to check out the, the website amino-acid-therapy.com. And um, this, this doc, Dr. Hines, bold, uh, he says, quote, the following medications um, are being taken. They must be stopped um, uh, before implementing amino acid therapy. And so he's recommending stopping cold of, of all the medications for Parkinson's, which is hugely, um, it's not, like when you look at it, it's completely against the medical protocol. The medical protocol, it's, it's more of a religion and less of a science. So once you start taking a drug, the person that gave you the drug has to be the one to get you off of it. And no doctor is going to go against another doctor's orders unless they're really smart and educated and really care about the patient. But most, most it's, it's more like a religion. But it's hugely important to understand that, remember, the drugs that they give for Parkinson's suppress the symptoms okay, and make it worse. Eventually, the drugs build up to a toxic effect in the body. And the drugs deplete B6, which is vital for proper neurotransmitter function and production. Um, you know, so you just got to find a doc that understands that. Now, what are the natural sources of B6? We're looking at bananas, salmon, grass-fed beef, sweet potatoes. Oh, my God, I had some last night. Um, hazelnuts, turkey, garlic. God bless, I love garlic. Okay, cannabis, THC, and CBD. And this is out of the neurobiologic of diseases. Cannabinoids have been reported to provide neuroprotection and an acute neurodegeneration. I mean, just brilliant. You're talking antipsychotic, antilytic, anti-inflammatory and neuroprotective effects. And, and luckily, even in the Journal of Toxicology in vitro, um, we're talking a non-psychoactive, and this is just the CBD portion, um, in neuroprotective and associated with anti-inflammatory and antioxidant events. Turmeric is also excellent, anti-inflammatories. Um, but it's really the medications that are going to be causing it. Uh, resveratrol, again, fantastic antioxidant, anti-cancers, but the neuroprotective effect. So really, you're looking at um, the the solutions are are really getting the the body and brain working together. Now, I'm going to switch gears because I want to I want to bring up some of the um, the things that we're going to be talking about on the censorable portion okay when we look at this um, stress and this is physical chemical and emotional stress good because when we're looking at the things that help brain function their antioxidants have neuroprotective effect um, healthy foods exercise again neuroprotective effect so anything that that helps the stress level and this physical, chemical, and emotional stress load level is going to change the blood flow. Now, knowing that the blood, there's a blood-brain barrier that protects the brain from, you know, um, it gives the brain a little bit more stable environment. 
However, most vaccines can cross that blood-brain barrier. But according to the Archives of Internal Medicine, stress, and this is psychological stress, on blood viscosity, if you think you're in a stress state, okay, mental stress elicits hemoconcentration associated with increases in serum lipid levels or fat levels um, and blood viscosity. So if you're stressed, your blood becomes thick and it's hard to get into um, into the system. Now, um, there's there's some challenges too, and this is with the vaccines. This is out of the World Allergy Organization um, and Journal, and this is 2021 in February, so just a couple of months ago. Uh, it's on PubMed. Quote, here's the title of the article, COVID Vaccination Associated with Anaphylaxis, a statement of the World Health Organ- um, World Allergy Organization Anaphylaxis Committee. They propose, okay, quote, we propose a global surveillance strategy led by allergists in order to understand the potential risks and generate data to inform evidence-based guidance and thus provide reassurance to public health bodies and members of the public because they are seeing they are seeing damage from these vaccines. Now, um, and you know, when you hear absolute idiots, okay, in that are saying the only epidemic we have is amongst the vaccinated, please go to the dailyskeptic.org, okay, and look at the Public Health England data. Uh, it's it looks like the vaccine is about 17% effective read that backwards 83% not effective but they're looking at a number of cases that are vaccinated and not vaccinated and they're called breakthrough cases that's that that's just the ineffectiveness but it's really the thing of concerning when we're talking about parkinsons is uh, well several articles that talk about how the spike protein but prion formation this article is out of the Journal of Medical and Clinical Research and Review. They talk about the spike protein. Um, and again, this is brand new technology that's never been used in humans before. You inject it in the arm. You're getting around 40 trillion um, little tiny protein um, the mRNA wrapped with a lipid layer about 30 to 40% are going to remain in the muscle, 60 to 70% are going to be floating around the system. And luckily it's wrapped in a fat capsule, otherwise the immune system would have a tremendous response, a negative response. The problem is these spike proteins that that your cells are going to start to produce uh, can have a negative effects. Uh, Let me read this article. Um, Quote, Many have argued that the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein and its mRNA sequence found in all COVID vaccines are preogenic. End of quote. Preogenic means that it, it creates preon formation. Um, again, quote, the analysis shows a highly statistical and clinical relevant 2.6-fold increase in Parkinson's disease in the AstraZeneca compared to the Pfizer vaccine. And these are consistent with monkey toxicity showing uh, Lewy body formation. Uh, That's right. Okay, so we're looking at dangerous stuff. Now, the article goes on to state, 
These findings suggest that regulatory approval, even under emergency use authorization for the COVID vaccines, was premature and that widespread use should be halted until full long-term safety studies evaluating prion toxicity has been complete. Alternative vaccines, like measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine, should be explored for those desiring immunization against COVID-19. Well, I don't know. I think I think you should just, like, get healthy. Now, the spike protein that's being shed by these people that have gotten the vaccine, the problem with that is that, well, it, it can have a negative effect on, on the human body. And this one here, again, this is out of sciencebasemedicine.org. The title of the article is Spike Proteins of COVID-19 Vaccines. A new study further elucidates the role of spike proteins. Um, and this was May 5th, 2021. Uh, it talks about the spike proteins binds to ACE2 receptor cells and downregulates their function and can cause damage to the endothelial, lung tissue, and blood vessels. So, so when you get this shot, um, your cells stop producing what proteins they were going to produce, and then it starts to produce this spike protein that floats around the system. What this article says is that they end up damaging lung tissue and blood vessels. And hence, what do we see? We see a lot of blood clots, and we see you know, damage to the cardiac myopathy. And so that is not a good thing. So we've got to change this world. Okay, how we're going to change it, and I've got a couple of slides tonight. One of a guy that's had three COVID shots. Yeah, why not? You're not going to get two. Three COVID shots, and I'm going to compare that uh, blood analysis with um, somebody that's never had a COVID shot, and and it's quite a bit different. <clears throat> so um, know that's a lot of drugs, and this is, you know, the three stressors that you've got to fix okay, when you're talking about Parkinson's. It's physical stress, because that's going to be pressure on the brainstem. And the physical stress also, this is in getting the brain to regenerate. So if you treat Parkinson's more like um, it's a stroke, where you need to get cross-crawl activities and get both halves of the brain to fire, then you're going to be able to have neuroregeneration. Um, also, Look at long-term toxicities, and this is hugely important because when you look at, um, well, physical, chemical, and emotional stress, it, I've seen so many patients with dental toxicities, mercury poisoning, that are going to have the shaking, the mass-faced experience, or, or, or expressions. All of this stuff can go away um, and, and some dramatic results at our clinic in Mexico if there has been like mercury or cavitations or something. I mean, there's, there's some significant changes that can happen if you have long-term toxicities. <clears throat> but if you're taking medications, and a lot of medications can damage the gut flora, this is going to be um, antibiotics, vaccinations, medication, processed food, all of this, if it damages your gut flora, um, you're talking and, and it's going to contribute to a leaky gut. And a leaky gut is one of the causative factors in Parkinson's. And so 
healing the gut, knowing that there's a gut-brain connection, it's hugely important that we heal the gut, change the structure, get the brain to function correctly. Um, if you are going to get uh, certain vaccines, um, please look look at the data. Okay, what is your risk factor of the disease, of any disease? I'm not talking just COVID, but any disease, flu, measles, mumps, rubella. If you're getting a shot, you're getting foreign proteins injected into your body, and this can have a negative effect. Are there better, more effective ways to strengthen your immune system? I know it sounds crazy, <clears throat> but here we go. Any and this was out of this was published in December 2011. Increased intestinal permeability correlates with um, endotoxin markers for early Parkinson's disease. That means if you have a leaky gut, this can increase damage in the brain or increase the brain's susceptibility to um, damage. I know it's it, it seems like we're we're rushing through this and we are. But just know healing the gut, restoring the brain, detoxing the body is pretty much what you need to do. Now, you can also get, um, there's certain nutrients, and one of them, I'm, I want to, I know we're down to like 30 seconds, but the, these nutrients are hugely important. Um, it is, there it is. Um, Mucuna purines. Now, this is um, a plant that's really common in India, um, and you can call it mucuna. And it's been an Ayurvedic medicine for a couple of thousand years, but it has a phenomenal, phenomenal effect. So look for the solution. Find a, a doctor that's going to assess the problem, detox the body, and correct it. It seems too simple, but we're going to have all the data again tonight and again another Parkinson's seminar tomorrow. But know that this is not normal. It is not a genetic. It is really an adaptation to toxicity and deficiency. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you. I love you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.